church. And uh, we have to thank God for uh, what he sowed and what he, the seed that he'd planted. But you know, uh, it all began somewhere, and it all began with someone, or someones in this case. And uh, this morning, uh, we're just going to take a, a moment uh, before I share my points with you to honor an incredible couple who stepped out in the calling of God and started this church. And so I'm going gonna, I'm gonna to ask the elders to come also, um, Ray and Jill, oh, Jill's probably out in kids, um, Abraham and Akus, oh, Akus is out in kids. <laughs> we keep our elders' wives busy these days. <clears throat> uh, so let's get um, Ray and Abraham to come, and if I can get Maz and Pip, um, if you can join us for a minute too, come on guys. You know, Pastor Maz and Pip uh, planted this church uh, as the founding pastors in for 16 and a half years, sowed their lives and gave their lives to it. Uh, they gave their lives to the people uh, who were in it, uh, and they gave their lives to the ministry. And uh, man, this, this is a hard man to, to slow down. Eh? <laughs> I hope they slowed down a little bit. He's, he's trying, he says. Um, but this guy works, worked hard. And gave a lot. And, you know, that wasn't possible without Pip there to, to stand behind him. Um, and also, um, Amy and Dave and you guys, as, as a family, uh, that was a huge uh, step uh, to go out and to plant something new for God. And so, uh, as Robert mentioned, they planted as Mercy Elam Christian Center. And I just wanted to take a moment um, to honor you guys um, publicly in front of uh, past members, but also uh, some of the new members who may have only heard about you in Growth Track or in our coming to Elam, um, but have never really um, met you guys. And so uh, we just wanted to thank you for your obedience in stepping out. Uh, we wanted to thank you for allowing God to use you guys uh, in ministry. And uh, I'm guessing he's continuing to use you guys in ministry. Uh, and we just wanted to thank you for all the love and care that you've given to so many people over the past 20 years. Because, believe it or not, we still feel the love that you guys sowed into this church to this day. And so uh, we, just love, um, we just love you guys, and we've uh, continued to pray for you guys. And uh, we'd love to pray for you guys this morning and, um, and just bless you guys uh, as we celebrate our 20 years. So um, come on, church, why don't we stand and stretch out our arms uh, to Pastor Maz and Pip uh, this morning. Yeah, Heavenly Father, we just, firstly, we thank you, Lord, for this incredible couple. Father, we thank you, Lord, for their relationships with you. Father, we thank you, Lord, for their devotion to sowing time into your word. Father, their devotion into sowing time into uh, their relationship and their love for your son, Jesus. Father, we just thank you, Lord, for uh, the presence that goes with them. Lord, we pray, Father, that as they continue to interact with people, Lord, that power through the Holy Spirit will come. Father, we pray, Lord, that as they continue to, to minister, Father God, that you will just bring uh, just a great anointing upon Pastor Maz and Philippa and over their life. Father God, we pray, Lord, that you would also give them an anointing, Father God, for blessing, for protection, Father, for an empowering of your Holy Spirit. And we pray, Father, for your grace of healing in the mighty name of Jesus. Father, we just thank you, Lord, that you are God who is able 
that you are almighty. We thank you, Lord, that we can come and ask confidently, knowing that you can, Father God, and uh, whatever happens, your ways are perfect. But Lord, we just, uh, we just lift uh, Pastor Mez and Pip up to you this morning. Lord, we thank you for them. Father God, we just uh, honor them and uh, just pray that you would just continue to pour out an overflow of your blessing on them. In Jesus' mighty name we pray, amen, amen. Hey, let's give these guys a hand. got a gift for you guys. Ah, take your seats. Um, I also wanted to just uh, very quickly uh, honor all of our past staff members, elders, and trustees who are here this morning. Where are you, where are you guys at? Come on, why don't you guys just stand where you are so we can see you. Don't be shy. Don't be shy. You weren't shy when you guys were on staff and doing eldership. So you guys, man, you guys are awesome. And, uh, you know, we stand here at 20 years because of what people have sowed in for the last 20 years. And that's you guys. And so for no, uh, you know, there's no way that we were going to not acknowledge that you guys were a part of that uh, as we came to this, I guess, milestone. And so we just wanted to thank you guys for all that you've done we want to thank you for what you've sown and for your faithful stewardship. So um, let's give these guys a hand and thank them for what they've done for Shoreland Church. You know, you saw that group that was just standing there a minute ago. Uh, they represented thousands and thousands of hours of volunteering. And uh, I say that even for the staff members who were always volunteering hours and hours and hours after what they were paid for. And they uh, probably represented millions upon millions upon millions of headaches. But we, yeah. we've got an amen there from Philippa. But you know, when you're called to it, you love it. And, um, and so we just wanted to, uh, again, just thank you for your input, your stewardship, your love and your care for uh, the members of Shore Elim Church at that time. So this morning, I'd like to share uh, two really quick points. Don't anyone start the clock on that. Uh, but two really quick points in a message that I've titled, A Church on a Journey. And more than just uh, the corporate church, I mean the church as you as individuals, members of the church. The church as a body and a group of people who are being on a journey. And my hope is that uh, it'll encourage you in your own journey with God uh, as a member of His church. And so if you're taking notes this morning, our first point is simply to keep growing in knowing God. Keep growing in knowing God. I don't know when the last time you were surprised by God is, but I'm always surprised about how I get surprised by God. And I get surprised about how not surprised God is about what I think he should be surprised about. Anyone else feel that? Anyone else been through that? But keep growing and knowing God. And I think more than anything, what we need to know and what we need to grow in knowing about God is God's truth. What God says about you, what God says about life, what God says about living righteously. 
knowing what God says about your acceptance, knowing that you're accepted, knowing that you are chosen, knowing that you will be transformed as you remain in Jesus, knowing that you are a new creation. Amen? God started something new 20 years ago in Shurilam Church. For many of us, he started something new when we accepted Jesus into our lives. And God keeps moving, and God keeps working. Now, 2 Peter 3, verse 18, it says, But grow in the grace and knowledge of our Lord and Savior Jesus Christ. To him be the glory, both now and forever. You know, for us this morning, growing and knowing God is about living out who you are in Christ. Living out who you're called to be and not living out of fear, not living out of judgment, not living out of what other people have pinned on you, but living out of who God has called you to be. You can say amen to that this morning. It's living out of the truth that you are created in the image of Almighty God. It's being alive in his presence. It's knowing that he's with you, no matter what's going on. It's knowing that he's for you, no matter how pressed you feel in life. It's knowing that he is almighty and bigger than anything we will ever go through in this life. You know, growing and knowing God is not just about having uh, head knowledge of who he is and what he's done. It's not about knowing the stories about Jesus. It's not about knowing where to go to find memory verses, though that helps a lot. But I believe for us this morning, it's about having a revelation of the heart that experiences in a tangible way the love of the Father. Having an experience in the heart that experiences in a tangible way grace and mercy. Imagine waking up having those sorts of experiences in the morning where you just feel the love of God on your life. Imagine walking through life and feeling His grace and His mercy at work upon you. Imagine walking around and rather than wondering if God is there, you speak and the Holy Spirit moves. Growing and knowing the truth about who God is and experiencing it. Now, I believe that in John 15, Jesus shows us where we need to be to grow in knowing God. He says, I am the vine, and you are the branches. If you remain in me, and I in you, you will bear much fruit. Apart from me, you can do nothing. Remain in me and I in you. You know, maybe you're here this morning and you don't know Jesus. 
Or maybe you've been away from God and you want to come back to Him. You know, if that's you today, I believe that you're here for a reason. Not because you were invited, but because God wanted you to be here. Because He wants to speak to you. Now, Jesus says in John 14, I am the way, the truth, and the life. No one comes to the Father except through me. If you really know me, you will know my Father as well. And so, if that's you this morning and you don't know Jesus, I'm going to give you the opportunity to receive and respond to him later on this morning. To say, yes, God. But you know, as we remain in Jesus... I believe that God will grow our knowledge of him, that he'll grow our calling in him, that he'll grow the ministry so that we may bear the spiritual fruit that can be shared with others and bring glory to him. And isn't that what it's all about? That he'd be glorified in everything we do. That everything we do point to Jesus. And Jesus says that if you see me, you see the Father. And I don't know what your relationship with God is like at the moment, but whatever it is, can I encourage you, keep growing in your knowing of him. Amen? Secondly, this morning, I keep sowing for God in two areas that I think we should sow in. Sow into the people in your church family. I was writing this and I was going, oh, am I allowed to say that? I'm like the pastor. <laughs> sound like I'm just telling everyone. So into people. You know, in the Gospels, Jesus uh, said to his 12 uh, disciples, 12, 12 ordinary men, 12, uh, you know, everyday men, 12 men who messed it all up even after they walked through life with Jesus. Uh, you know, these are like, a, these are, I think we can relate to these guys. They're like homies, you know. Sometimes I read what they Sometimes I read the stories, and I just go, "Man, you messed up." But we all kind of messed up, don't we? And in the Gospels, Jesus said to this, these uh, twelve men, "Follow me, and I will make you fishers of men." You know, Jesus in discipling the twelve was equipping them, and he was sowing into them and into their ministry. You know, Jesus was often, there are two key things that I see in Jesus' life. He was equipping people for the ministry, and he was reaching the lost. He was equipping his disciples, ultimately to start the church, and he was reaching the lost with the truth of the gospel. And so I believe that Jesus modeled this point of sowing into the people in your church family. Sowing into people who are in ministries. You know, Ephesians 4, verse 12 and 11, it says, now these are the gifts Christ gave to the church. The apostles, the prophets, the evangelists, and the pastors and teachers. Now, not everyone's gonna be an apostle, a prophet, an evangelist, or a teacher. Um, not everyone's gonna be a pastor. But it, re- it goes on to say in verse 12 that these guys, their responsibility is to equip 
God's people to do his work and to build up the church, the body of Christ. We're all being equipped. We've all been equipped. As followers of Jesus, we will continue to be equipped to sow something back into the kingdom of God. To sow something back into the people of God. To bless one another. You know, I love that. Um, and we've got some awesome people here at Shurilam. We've always had awesome people. You're all awesome. And you know, God's working through the lives of so many um, of our people as they serve one another. You know, people coming to know Jesus. People coming back to Jesus. Relationships growing stronger. Being mended. Restoration's going on. Transformation is going on. People's faith is increasing in the midst of hardship. And most importantly, people are growing stronger in their relationship with God. And I love that about God. And I love that about the church. That that can't happen without everyone else. You know, 1 Peter 4 verse 10 says, Each of you should use whatever gift you have received to serve others as faithful stewards of God's grace in its various forms. You know, it's important to sow into the people in our churches, whatever church you're in, whichever church you are planted in. It's important to sow into the people in our churches because I believe God, part of God's plan is to bring growth to the church through community. Part of God's plan is to bring growth to the church through community. Isolation's a killer. Stay far away. Reach out. Listen out for people who are trying to reach out. And share your gifts with them. And the second thought here, sow into people in your church family. Sow into the lost. Matthew 28, verse 19, Therefore go and make disciples of all nations, baptizing them in the name of the Father and of the Son and of the Holy Spirit. Luke 19, verse 10, it says, For the Son of Man has come to seek and to save the lost. You know, the first part of our Shore Elam mission is to reach the lost with the gospel message. And God has opened up doors for us uh, to do that in the community. You know, we have a team who every week go out and deliver groceries to about 16 families. And uh, as the team are out there, uh, they've been sharing the story of Jesus with the kids and with the parents. And one day we discovered, uh, as they were sharing, that some of the kids had never even heard about who Jesus was. I don't know about you, but how scary is that? The church is needed more than ever now to reach the lost. 
especially as we're starting to see generations of families who don't even know the name Jesus. Have you thought about that? So into the lost. You know, that incident was a reminder to us um, as a team because this happened in Onipoto, which is about a few blocks that way. It was a reminder for us as a team that our mission field is in our very backyard. That there are people there who God loves. Man, that's the thing. And you look at people and you just know that God loves them. There's something about the heart of that that makes you want to reach them. But wherever your church family is, I, I know that God has equipped you with gifts that are designed to bless the people that are there. to bless your leaders there, to bless your community there. And so sow your gifts into your church family and into the loss. And as you're sowing your gift, you know, why not sow some other stuff like love? serve them and sow your gift, then why not sow some stuff like peace and kindness, grace and mercy, forgiveness. Imagine as you give, sow, and do what you can do for God, what breakthroughs, blessings, and revelations might come as God starts to do for you what only God can do. been able to be a part of that journey with you guys. It wasn't always perfect. Like I said, there's a lot of headaches. But what a blessing to have been able to do that with each other. Amen. No, just as we close, we have a mission to reach the loss with the gospel message, to grow in our relationships with God and with one another, and to celebrate all that God is doing and all that He has done in us and through us. And we love to celebrate, but 
Man, we love to eat church lunches, biggest Sundays on the calendar. But we have a vision along with that uh, mission to be a multicultural church, multi-generational church, a family and community-based church that is a center of hope, a church that people can come to and find refuge from a beaten down life and a beaten down week, a place where people can come to and encounter God, encounter His Spirit. Because that's just like a fresh flowing river of life. And we're always believing for greater things from God. And I hope that you're always believing for greater things in your life from God. But as a church, we're always believing for salvation. We're always believing for more restoration, transformation. And we're believing for new things in God. But every one of us who are a part of the church that is on a journey have been blessed with gifts that have a part to play in reaching our community, reaching our city, and reaching our nation for our King. So keep growing and keep knowing and keep sowing. And if you're here today and you don't have a personal relationship with God, And that you've never invited God to come into your life. You've never invited forgiveness from God for sin. You've never invited Him to be the Lord and the leader of your life. And I'm going to give you the opportunity to do that now by praying a simple prayer. Because the truth is, the human heart is filled with sin. The human heart is corrupted by sin. The good news is God in His infinite, incredible and amazing love sent His Son, Jesus Christ, to die on a cross for our sin. To give us a future and to give us a hope. When we follow him, our sins are forgiven. We receive a new life of purpose in God. And we receive the hope of eternity in heaven with the Father. And so if that's you this morning, just invite you to pray this prayer while every eye is closed and every head is bowed. And just pray, dear Lord Jesus, I know that I am a sinner and need your forgiveness. I believe that you died for my sin. Lord, I want to turn from my sin. I invite you to come into my heart and into my life 
I want to trust and follow you as Lord and Saviour. In Jesus' name we pray. Amen. Amen. Hey, if you prayed that prayer this morning, uh, then I'd love to be able to pray with you uh, at the end of the service. I'm going to stand here as everyone uh, goes to morning tea. Um, but yeah, I'd, I'd uh, love to be able to give you a gift to take away with you and just uh, talk about uh, the prayer and the decision and the journey that you have ahead of you. It's the best decision I believe anyone can ever make in life to allow Jesus into their heart. And so I'd love to celebrate that with you. But why don't we just stand together as uh, I close in prayer. Father, we just thank you again for who you are and for all that you're doing in this place, in our lives. Father, for all that you're doing within us. Lord, we thank you that we leave this place and know that you are with us, that you go with us. We thank you, Father God, that you are faithful to us. So, Lord, today I just uh, lift up every single person in this room. Lord God, every single household that's represented here this morning. Father, I pray, Lord, that you will just richly bless us with your presence. Father God, that you will just bless us with the growth of knowledge in you. Father God, that you would continue to stir our hearts to sow for your purposes and for your glory. And Father God, that in all that we do, that we will lead people to Jesus. That the Father may be glorified. So Lord, bless our time together this morning and uh, bless uh, just our conversations, Father God. And uh, bless the churches uh, across our nation, Father. And just bless, Lord, uh, Father God, that your, bless your work, Father, that is at work through us. Lord, we just pray, Father, for traveling mercies over everyone who's traveled to be here. Lord, as they make their way home over the next couple of days, Father, we pray, Lord, that you would protect them. Father, we pray, Lord, that you would just bless us in this day and in our uh, moments together catching up. And so, Lord, we just, uh, yeah, we just thank you, Father, for your love. We thank you, Father God, for your grace. We thank you, Father God, for your presence. And Lord, we know we need more. And we, Father God, this morning just ask that you would just pour out more of your spirit into our lives. In Jesus' mighty name we pray. Amen. Amen. Well, uh, Yeah, I was going to say that. Uh, I was trying to think of what to call you. <laughs> Just never late for dinner, that's all. Um, I know we're not part of this church family anymore, but in coming here, it enriches our heart greatly to know that this church family, while we're not physically here, we still carry it in our heart. You can't give birth to something and not still carry it. And uh, I come with a real desire to want to just simply pray for Seth and Debbie as they've prayed for us because 20 years marks an epoch and 
a stage and a journey, and it's a milestone. Always see birthdays as milestones, never millstones. They're milestones. And, um, you know, when Pip and I first took Steph and Debbie out for lunch and they had no idea what was coming. They're not going to share uh, their story. And I think I posed the simple question of what are you doing with the rest of your life? <laughs> but Pip and I knew that we were transitioning out of ministry because of my health and that there needed to be planning and Seth and Debbie were commended to us and we saw in them a couple with great potential and calling and we want to honour them today as they continue to run the race of ministry and unless you've and I say this with great respect, but, but unless you've actually been in ministry, <laughs> Pip and I did pastoral ministry for 30 years. Um, it's a very unique animal, is what I call it. <laughs> you experience the greatest pleasures and blessings and sometimes also the greatest pain and buffetings as you carry people in your heart and your journey with them. And as we stand here and look out on this church family and watch the montage of photos, so many memories and emotions just run through your heart and mind. And you realize as much as you would love to, you, you don't own or hold anyone forever. Just as your children leave home, they're only with you for a season. Sometimes some people are with you for a season, some are with you for the life journey. But as Seth has said in his very encouraging message, you know, we sow and God gives the increase. And much has been sown by many over 20 years of love, sacrificial giving and service and finances. And some seasons didn't quite work out the way we thought. We had to leave buildings and all of that sort of journey. But now you're in a place that's a wonderful home. There's such, not only just the presence of God, there's such a welcoming atmosphere here. And this is your place to call home for the next season of your journey. So we just would really like to honor that and pray for you both. And uh, really believe that as you've emphasized the sowing into one another and into this community, that this new season is a season of increase. And that's where we have to realize we can't make things increase, but God's plan is simply we build on the foundation of Christ. One sows, one waters, God gives the increase. As long as we're faithful in our sowing and watering, you will see the increase. Amen. So we'd like to pray for you both. I am so sorry to interrupt and impose on your service. <laughs> Cake. <laughs> but would you reach out your hearts and your hands to this precious couple and their family? Father, it's an honor to be part of the body of Christ. What a privilege that you have reached out to each one of us at some point in our lives and called us to be your sons and daughters. And we thank you that we are all ultimately, no matter where we dwell, we're one family with one heavenly Father, with one Savior, our Lord Jesus Christ, indwelt by one Holy Spirit that unites us as one family through life's journey. And the wonder is wherever we go, we have brothers and sisters all around this nation and all around the world because we are one family in Christ. Father, we bless this family. 
this expression of the family at Shorelam. We thank you, Pip and I, for the 20 years that this church has journeyed. And we thank you that the best is to come. We thank you for Seth and Debbie and their precious family and the willingness to say yes to shepherd this church. And so, Father, we honour them and we confer blessing upon them. We release a fresh anointing of your Holy Spirit for this new season that as so much has been sown and watered in these 20 years, that there will now be much increase in every facet of what you have called your family to be. Father, we speak that increase and a fresh blessing upon Seth and Debbie and upon this church family for the glory of God. In Jesus' wonderful name, and everyone says, Amen. Amen.